All right, the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. If you believe that, say an amen. Amen. All right. Welcome to, again to today's school of prayer. And we are going to take our seats in a moment to do some studying. Then we'll rise up again to continue to pray. The Lord is good. Now, before we take our seats, let's take our declaration. When we start to pray, we take um, a declaration of um, righteousness. All right? So, this is how we declare the righteousness of God anytime we want to pray. We enter into the presence of the Father, each one as a renewed child of God. We have not come in the power of the good works which we have done. We have come only because of the grace and mercy which we have in Christ Jesus. We thank the Lord for saving us. We thank the Lord for washing us clean. We have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. We have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. We have come to God, the judge of all. We have come to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. We have come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel, we declare in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Now that's our practice run, all right? So that's why I didn't interrupt anybody. Let's go smoothly, very nicely. Now can we make it what? A declaration. What was the last one? A whispiration. All right, so let's make it a declaration. Are you ready to declare? Yes, sir. Now you know what to declare means? It means the person behind you should hear you without you turning your head. Is that Okay. Now, one to let's go. We enter into the presence of the Father, each one as a renewed child of God. We have not come in the power of the good works which we have done. We have come only because of the grace and mercy which we have in Christ Jesus. We thank the Lord for saving us. We thank the Lord for washing us clean. We have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. We have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. To the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. We have come to God, the judge of all. We have come to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. We have come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. And to the sprinkled blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. We declare in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Now that was a declaration. Amen. Amen. Now let's take our seat in a moment. Before that we take our declaration of understanding. Are we ready for that? All right, I want to let's go. Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. The Lord is good. Now let's take our seats and then read the word of God. Discuss the word of God. And then we'll rise up to continue to pray. Alright, the Lord is good. Now before I continue... Well, I want to round off what we began this year with. That's let us remember God. Let's see how far I can go in rounding that off today. But before we get into that, I just feel like reminding us of why we take some of these declarations, especially the one we do 
Anytime we want to pray. Because sometimes people do forget. And it's so important we do not forget. Alright? It's so important. Anytime you are coming to pray, you never rely on the good works that you have done. Can you repeat that for me? You know, we can't say this thing enough. Now let me say to you bluntly, it is dangerous. Don't play safe. When I say play safe now, don't say, mm, somebody has said do it like this. Pastor Bank said do it this way. Let me just triumph. No, it's one or the other. If you are approaching God, your basis of righteousness must be clear. What is righteousness? Is acceptance. What did I call it? Acceptance. What is righteousness? Acceptance. What is righteousness? Acceptance. What is righteousness? Acceptance. That is what it is. That is your right to come. That is what righteousness is. Your right to be heard. Your opportunity. Okay? The open door. The door that is open to you. That is what righteousness is. Why you will be heard. That is what righteousness is. Why should God listen to you? That is what righteousness is. When you are coming to God, please, I need to beg you again. Do not for one moment think you deserve anything because of something that you did. You know, we need to keep reminding people of this because people who want to make merchandise of you and who want, without realizing it, are actually helping you to lose your inheritance. They tell you the opposite. There are things you do, you are denied your inheritance. There are things you do, God will not be able to do anything for you, even though he wanted. Once you walk into his presence and you feel worthy in yourself, that is by yourself, of what you are receiving from him, then you have lost it. Especially because you feel you have done or have not done the negative. I have not sinned, so I should be heard. I hope you're getting my point. Or I have done some good works. I should be paid back. Are you getting my point? If you ever feel like that, you are putting yourself in jeopardy. You know, there are things I've said so many times. Sometimes I don't feel like saying them again. But it's as if the Spirit said, or the Spirit says, you must continue to say them. If you ever come to prayer, you want to start praying, and you say Sometimes you don't say it with your mouth. There are things you say in your heart. There are two places we say things. The most powerful is when we start from our heart and bring it forth from our mouth. That's the most powerful. But there are things. Now, the foolish man says, there is no God where? Let's yes. say with his mouth. He imbibes it himself. He doesn't tell you there is no God. He thinks it. And it fashions his behavior. There's one famous, um, well-known American comedian. He does an interesting form of comedy. The man says clearly that there's no God. But he's a very nice guy for information. He has some very rational pattern of reasoning. But there's something he said the other day. Well, he said it many times, but I caught it sometime last year. He said there's nothing like karma. There's nothing like retribution. Now, you know what they call karma. They love karma. Retribution. So to him, there's nothing like that. Basically, so forget it. So what he was saying in effect is that if you do something and you are not caught, legally speaking now, or the public does not catch on to what you are doing, and therefore there's no retribution, there's no retribution from the legal system or from the public, then you've gotten away with it. Now, this is what happens. When people are like that, they focus their hearts, their energy, 
on making sure they don't break the law in such a manner that you can catch them and nobody, no pressman, no cameraman, all of that. Why? Because the foolish man says where? In his heart. He doesn't have to tell you. He doesn't have to tell you openly. Just says in his heart. But it directs what he does. Now, if you live like that, after two generations, you will have no conscience. The first generation, you have a conscience, which is derived from the previous generation. Do you get my point? Yeah, it will be derived from the previous generation. But you will raise children that have no conscience. Because the foolish father said to them from his heart, there is no God. Now that's an aside. So you can say things in your heart. That's why when you do that, you can say something in your heart. And it's not that you are saying in your heart that's most important. Because the one you say with your mouth, if it doesn't come from your heart, is not as effective. I hope I get my point. But when you say it in your heart, and then it comes from your mouth, it's most powerful. But next most powerful is when you say you say in your heart without even uttering it from your mouth. Why am I saying so? So you can go to God without quoting things for him, but you feel he should hear you. You look over your life, how good a person you have been. So when you get on your knees, it's like, God, your mates have come to pray. Your mate in righteousness has come to pray. So when you ask him for something, you actually expect to be heard. Unfortunately, now let me say this again. Faith is not a feeling, no. What did I say? It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. The best way I can define faith is that I've heard the word of God and I'm walking by it. That's what faith is. Faith is not the assurance of my desire. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. is an application of faith. People find it hard to understand when I tell them that. For example, if I tell you what is water, you can say something like, water is that with which you quench your thirst. That's not water. That's what you use water for. Water is that with which we cook. That's not water. That's what we use it for. Water is that which we use to quench our thirst, cook, and wash our clothes. That's not the meaning of water. That is what we use water for. If you want to really define water, Water is a chemical substance that is liquid at room temperature, freezes at zero degrees Celsius, boils at 100 degrees Celsius, and is made up of two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom, held covalently. That is water. It is colorless, it is odorless, it is tasteless. That tasteless one, eh, and not grill. When I'm eating and I drink water, ha, it feels like the best part of the meal. Of course, it's tasteless really, okay? Now, but that's, I've defined for you water now. I'll give you the chemical and physical characteristics. Now you know what water is. Faith is like that too. Hebrews chapter 11 verse, verse 1 is the application of faith. It is not what faith is as in itself. Faith is a spiritual state or climate or substance, I don't know which word you use there, that defines the fact that, that defines how I relate with the word of God. It is that I hear God say something and based on what he has said, I act and I live my life. That's what faith is. Now when you live like that, it becomes for you the assurance of your expectation. Because it's because God said that you're expecting something. 
And even though you have not seen it, like Jesus says, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If you had not been like that, I would not have told you. So somebody can say confidently, I have a home in heaven. Why? I heard the Lord Jesus say something about it. That's what faith is. I'll begin my point. So faith is not how I feel. So if I, and I know I want to do that. So if I go into prayer feeling very confident, I can be mistaken. I have seen people who came and testified of how much confidence they had. And they went into prayer. And do you know what? After their testimony, everything went upside down. I looked back and I said, no, you know what happened to them? Their confidence was based on a wrong thing. What did I say? Yeah. So that's something to correct Christians. Please, don't ever go into prayer based on your personal confidence. Learn. I have not done wrong. God should bless me. It's a wrong reason for confidence. I have given. God should give back to me. Is a wrong basis of confidence in prayer. Please, those are, some of you have listened to me for so long. Say, Pastor, we believe. Now go on to something else. No. There are many people that have not heard it enough. I've said we listen to listen to the next thing. Hey, I hear some things people say. And you're like, excuse me. You deny the person on the spot. I don't know you. There are people who claim to follow you, who listen to what they, what, what, they listen to the things you have been saying. When, you make, when they make statements, I will be shocked. One day somebody reported one, one of our brethren to me. The person suffered a loss and said, after all, I paid my tithe. Everybody almost fainted when they heard it. You? Why will you say this? When I heard, I was shocked. I was knocked off my feet. Now, let's go there. See, if you ever tell God I paid my tithe, things will go well. Please, I'm not here to scare you. I'm just here to help you. Throw away that confidence. It's, it's, it's like I want to cross a bridge. No, I want to cross a, a, a stream. The bridge fell out. I need something to span from here to the other. I look around, there's no steel, you know, steel beam. There's no wood. So I see a piece of tissue, you know, tissue paper. You know that one that they sell? You know, if you roll it, it's long. Leave that. It's very long. You know, you can, if you unroll the thing like this, if you unroll it, it can stretch from here to the end of the hall. Am I not telling you the truth? So now I say, it's long now. It's long. You now turn to the end. Boom, they hold it for you. Bam. You now stretch this thing a bit and hold it. And you start trying to walk on it across the stream. That is what happens when you go and pray like that. That God, you will hear me because I've paid my tithe. It's like crossing the stream on a roll of tissue paper. You can imagine where you will fall. It's a useless basis to pray. Some of you, should, which month are we in now? You collected January last week or the week before. And you have given first fruit. Now, please, giving your whole January salary to God, is it bad? No, no, answer me, be honest. Is it bad? Good. You have done a good thing. But if for any, for any reason, no matter how tiny, you think February will be good, short is waiting for you. It's not going to make February good. If you think if now it's my salary will increase in value, it won't. 
If you can only buy $100, just buy $100. It won't. In fact, if when you go to pray, you put it in mind, the value has just dropped. I need to keep on telling people these things because people don't, they die. Oh, Pastor, you say other pastors are wrong. If you are wrong, you are wrong. It's not the number of people that are saying one thing that makes it right. When they went and spied the promised land, how many were they that went to, to the spy job? Twelve, thank you. How many said the same thing? That they, how many said they could take the land? Democracy. We can't take the land. We will win. And it won. Now, in case you do not know, of all the adults, there were no more than five that said they could take the land. I assume, of course, we know the one stated to us, Caleb, Joshua. We know Moses never goes against what God says. Apart from that time, we just meet, technically go knock something. We ain't supposed to talk. So at that time, he never reached that point, you know? So we have three in the bag. Now we are thinking of Aaron will always follow Moses. Whatever Aaron only goes wrong when Moses is not around. Aaron never does anything wrong if Moses is around. His missteps happen when Moses is not there. So let's put Aaron. That's number what? Four. I'm just thinking of Miriam. Miriam will look my hair. How can I go against my brother? If he says we can go in, we can go in. So that I have five people. Every other person, nothing less than a million men and women above the age of 20, said the same thing, and they were all wrong, apart from these five. It's not an issue of democracy. So everybody else is saying one thing, it doesn't matter. I will give you the word of God. What is the word of God? Listen to me. You cannot come to prayer in the power of the good works which you have done. If you have calamity, don't look at God with suspicion. As if, didn't he get the money complete? Yeah, people do that. People are sick and they are wondering, didn't God get the seed they planted? Like the brother who told us, sent a message, a mail. He paid his tithe. He gave the special seed. He gave prophet seed, struck a mantle, anointed his application with oil, and did not get the job. But that's not the only thing. He lost the one he had already. He said, what happened? I said, what is wrong with you? You're asking what happened. What was supposed to happen? You are disappointed because you had the wrong hope. You had faith built on straw. You are crossing this bridge of progress and prosperity on a roll of tissue paper. And you are saying, what happened? What was supposed to happen? What happened was what was supposed to happen. There was nothing that happened that was strange. What is strange now is that you are not learning your lesson fast. Now you know it doesn't work. One day a man came to this town, told people to pledge money. If you give a millionaire, yeah, people came give a millionaire. The guy that gave a millionaire after the blessing public, his engine knocked the next day. Is it the next day or the next week? And shortly after, the engine knocked. The child had a terrible attack of sickness. Had to go to hospital and be admitted. I can't remember about surgery, whether surgery was part of it. Now let me tell you, when God is correcting you, try and take correction. You know what the fellow now said? 
that the enemy is attacking his progress. I said, God, must I kill you first before you learn something? So a joke the other day, very interesting joke. Some people can make funny jokes, eh? The girl said, there are two people that want to marry me. God, which do I choose? Kept two pictures. He's a young man promising. He's not rich, but he's a good man. He loves the Lord. This is the rich man, big man. Odogu, she called him. Said, Lord, show me a sign. The, the, the picture of Odogu fell down. So she bent down and picked it up and came to pray. Lord, show me a sign. There was an angel there. The angel took the picture, ripped it in two. No, no, squeezed it and threw it down. The girl picked it, straightened it, ironed it, and said, Lord, show me a sign. The angel snatched the picture, tore it, and threw it on the ground. The girl collects a little tape. Begin men down. I like the angel. The angel said, you want sign, pull out a gun, shot one into the air. <laughs> I like that angel. I wish we had more angels like that. The angel fired one round into his... <laughs> he said, what other sign... Are you looking for? I collected the picture from you. You asked for a sign. I squeezed the picture. You asked for a sign. I thought you still want to join it back. The angel looked and said, God, can you redeploy me from this earth? Like, this is your children. They are tiring. Exactly. So he defined sign. The angel said, I will sign you out now. He released one shot into the air. The guy ran away. When God is trying to correct us, let's be quick to listen. The man said they are attacking him. You know, let me say something to you again. Don't magnify this devil more than you should. Avanzini used to say something interesting. He said, what was Satan called in Genesis? Genesis chapter 3. Chapter 2 to chapter 3. Chapter 3. What, did, what was it called? He said, serpent. What was it called in Revelation? Dragon. He said, see how he grew. Avanzini said he grew. From a serpent to a dragon. So how did he grow? People were just glorifying him every time. Each time they praise him, he grew. By the time he revelation, God called him a dragon, ordinary serpent at the beginning. Say, so why are you making this serpent into a dragon? Please, let's stop magnifying the devil. I should take a moment and explain how we do it. Such a person, there's an attack on you. You see, it's the devil. I wonder, what is the devil trying to do? Just explain it to me. That when he saw your progress come, he decided to stop it. He doesn't have that power. He does not have that power. He doesn't have that power. If you are bringing, maybe, just as an example, maybe I'm believing God for a very, very nice car, and then you are driving it from Lagos, say, oh, guy, your car has come. And it's very, let me not seem to market any car, but just imagine a kind of, uh, there's one name my friend used to call cars like that. You see, auto, something crazy. Can you give it to me? It starts with Toto something and ends with easy. A car fit for it. <laughs> Say it again. Or quarter kinesi. What does it mean exactly? Exactly. No, let me tell you the truth. In Eastern Nigeria, we have some bad habits. That kind of expression, you will never hear it in Western Nigeria. They believe that there's no body. No, no, there's, no, there's no bigness you can have. You know what they call the king there? Second in command to the gods. Only the gods can stand to the king on that side. So when they have money, you stand to greet the king. No. The king will have you beheaded. And he will confiscate your money. 
That's by the way. So what do you call it again? So my is coming from Lagos. That kind of car. Big one. They now get to Onicha. The tire bust. And I send you money, you buy me a new tire, put it. You get to Oka. The exhaust bust. And you get it, I said, let's begin to pray. Satan said this motor will not get here. Not me. There are thoughts that don't cross my mind. What I will say is, Lord, what, why is this car not getting here? This is how I reason. Did I buy a car that's too big for me? That's how I reason. Oh, is this supposed to be a blessing and it is not? That's it. What is going on? But somebody says, Satan said it will not get here. I'm like, Satan? Is he drunk? There are thoughts Satan doesn't have. You are the one giving the thoughts to Satan. What if the car has an accident that is wrecked? I will lift up two hands and say, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken. And blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, but it was Satan that took Job's own. Was it his initiative? Go and check it. It was God that said, I've given this to you. Why do you like to magnify Satan? That kind of situation that man was in, if I were the one, I would worship God. Why am I talking about him? He had a wrong premise. He gave an offering of a millionaire, expected God to do something strange. And God wanted to tell him, you are tempting me, you are annoying me, you are insulting me. So God wanted to show to him that it doesn't work like that. He gave a millionaire, God took his car engine. Sent his child to hospital. Said, if you don't repent, you will end up there. Now I want to say something that will shock you. I know people don't like me, say they think I'm too hard. People have told me, like, you are too hard. But you know what I found out? I'm not harder than the scriptures. One day, a sitting governor offended some people. Well, he came to church with his big men, commissioners and all of that. Member of a church. He came to his own home church. The pastor decided to show him pepper. He preached hard against the man and all the men he came with for the evil they were doing. I won't go into it. The elders now called him after. How will you do that? That was too hard. They finished speaking. He asked for permission to respond. They said, go ahead. He said, the only thing that pains him the whole thing. He said, if he's so sorry. He's so sorry, he's so sorry that it was not hard enough. They realized that they lost it on this guy. There's no point talking to him. That's how I am. I'm not as hard as the scriptures. I preach the mercy of God, but I always let people know how mercy comes. Mercy comes only through repentance. Please. Why am I saying so? I'm about something that's very hard. If you don't stop that, somebody will die. That's how I was going. After that time you see a problem, just know a worse one is ahead. You need to quickly stop it. And that's why Elihu said, oh, that you will have, how do you say again, an intercessor. One to show you what is wrong. A lot of times Christians are there praying in the wrong direction. I've seen it many times. I've seen prophecies wrongly interpreted. A woman was on TV once trying to preach a $77 seed. And then the light in the studio went out. Now, that studio was not Nigeria. If light in the studio in Nigeria goes out, what is happening? This thing decided to switch you off. Generator, you have no service. You know, we are used to light outage. It's not, a, it's, it's not perfect, just that we are used to it. This was in America. 
You're in a studio and power goes out. It's shocking. They took a while and restored it. And she opened her mouth and said, you see, anytime I'm about to share this kind of revelation, you know, Satan begins to panic. He panics and switched off your light. I don't know whether you're getting my point. How should this panic give him power? Does panic confer power on you? Please, any one of you panicking here, just go down. There's a transformer behind here. Use panic to hold that live wire. How does your panic reduce 11,000 volts? When it goes through your body, you know what it means? That the human being has been fried. Have you ever seen that thing set people on fire? Have you seen it before? No, I've seen it. I wasn't there. This recorded video. But I've seen some, but no human being. One guy, they were walking on him, trying to hang a billboard. Well, doing some work. One of mistakenly. You know, you'd be surprised that human being can catch fire. This guy was set alight. He, he survived, though. Ah, you don't know what they call kindness of God, mercy of God. But the point is that he was set on fire. Next, just his clothes are burning. So please don't use panic to go and touch high tension. Where am I going? If Satan panics, my name is high tension. Yes, sir. If Satan panics, my name is high tension. You don't use your panic. You say that, anytime I want to share this kind of revelation, you know, Satan begins to panic, and so your power goes out. I'm looking like, when hear Christians talk sometimes, say, no, that's not the way it works. Satan, you cannot, he's been, for information, he's been panicking for a long time. Now, let me tell you how you know Satan is panicking in your life. You want to know? You want to know? When temptation gets heightened, just know Satan is panicking. That's how you know. When temptation to do wrong increases, he has gone to God to demand, no, I, I, I need power to tempt this fellow. And whatever be the temptation, don't worry. You have the power to overcome it. That day I looked at that woman preaching on TV. I said, God is saying, is it when I electrocute you, you'll get the point? You're about to tell a lie. And God said, don't. He that has the power, he switched off to save you from lying. Imagine that your guy or your guy calls you now, where are you? Ha, you look like, I'm supposed to be in the office. It's 9 a.m. And I have not even left my house. I said, where are you? I was about to say, I, I, I'm at the just say, boom, 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 network failure. What will you say? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, you, <laughs> you will thank God now. Then you will now put off the phone. <laughs> After that, 100 meters, senior boys. You are running. If you had the car before and the suspicion is hold up, you abandon the motor. Carry keke. Keke stops somewhere. He jump on bike. You will get there. You now put off your phone. I was trying to call you. Sir, network. <laughs> your conscience is better because network actually went off. By the time you get to where you are near the office, you now put off the phone. You now call him back. Excuse me, sir. I, 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 I was about to be sir. Because God just delivered you from telling lies. I told you the day I went to court, 
I was supposed to give evidence in a very, I mean, this was a, I think it was a murder or manslaughter case. I was defending the, the accused. I was a defense. My witness was to help the, because he didn't do anything really. I, the information was, but now somebody went and wrote one wrong report. And being such a weighty report, they needed somebody to refute it. So they gave me the report to go through it. And I asked, well, what is the basis of that conclusion? We went through the report up and down. There was no basis. And everybody knew it was a fat lie. We wondered whether the guy was paid. I don't know. But anyway, I had to go to court. So, point is that my testimony came first as an affidavit. And then they, they file it. And I'll come on the day of the case. And then I'll be cross-examined on it. As case was starting, lawyer came and met me. Hey, he forgot one thing. I said, what did you forget? That I was supposed to depose the, to that affidavit in one particular room down the road. So if they ask me, I should say I went there. I said, are you out of your mind? <laughs> you came to my office. We had a discussion in my office. And I wrote, of course, everything there was, were my words, but they put it in the legal language. And I went through it. I agreed with everything. I signed it. And you took it to the that room and had it stamped. And you are telling me, I should say I came there. He said, sir, no, 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 it's not supposed to be a problem. You know, normally that's how we do it. It's just that it's a procedural issue. I said, why didn't you just tell me? I'll have driven down here. He said, okay, sorry, sir, sorry, sir. Um, you know, the judge is sitting down. So, in case they ask you, I said, eh? <laughs> he said, you know, sometimes the prosecution may want you to spoil your testimony. I look this guy, look this guy. What, how else do you spell Satan? <laughs> look at yourself, look at the mirror. You will see the satanic horns coming out of your head. <laughs> I look, I say, God, this guy is in trouble. But I'm not going to go there. As I'm saying, I went to a court. Let me tell you the kind of thing I do sometimes. Hmm? I didn't do this time around. I'll just look like, my Lord, let me not lie to you. Everything I said is true, but I didn't come to any place. I beg this. I, 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 I have to go home now. In peace. That didn't know what I did. I had to uh, I quickly press God, please help me. I don't want to mess this guy's case. But he didn't go to that room, you know. How would I not go and swear on that house? I went to a room that I've never seen before. What did they not ask me? How many colors? How many corners he has? <laughs> you now say there are four corners. <laughs> it's the only room in that whole court premise that has six. And you don't know behind you, they actually call it okay, it has five. They actually call it the Pentagon. So not only will God be angry with you, the judge will look at you and say, shame on you. Where I'm going is, I knew I had to quickly pray. I prayed hard that if this prosecution lawyer was planning to ask, may he forget, in the name of Jesus, I bind that. I can't, I didn't say it like that, but I mean, are you getting my point? I had to pray hard. What am I saying? If you understand the role of God in your life, you know, you stop ascribing some things to Satan. You want to lie. Satan uh, God said, don't lie. He switched off the, the microphone. And you are saying, anytime I want to share a revelation like this, you know, Satan panics. Satan, panic. Go and hold the life te- high tension cable. That's when you know that Satan can fry. I hope you get my point here. That's what I'm going to emphasize to us. All right, let's stop ascribing things to devil, devil, devil. When I'm going to, when you approach like that, please, this is a warning. You will get injured. You're undermining your faith, and you don't need it. Why? The greatest, no. The only reason God needs to bless you, he has it already. It's a sacrifice of Jesus Christ. 
It is the only reason he needs. He doesn't need to see how good you have been as a person. He's not trying to look at what gifts you have given. He just wants to see the sincerity of your faith. Listen, if your good works are not a sincerity, let me put it this way. The only advantage of your good works, or the only relevance, is as a show, both to you and to God, the sincerity of your faith. It's not something you quote. I hope you're getting my point. I don't need to tell my children that, um, you know, I love you. And they're like, eh? so what's the point? See, I bought shirt for you. I bought clothes for you. I paid your school fees. And then they're going to wonder, Daddy, hey, mommy, is daddy okay? I said, why are you asking? He says, he's been telling us the things that he did for us. When did that one start? But you know, if I never give them those things, it could be a sign of, a sign of the fact that I'm an irresponsible father. You know that kind of thing? It can mean I don't love my family. But if I did them, I don't go to them to go and show them that look at it. Look at what I have done for you. If you see any father telling you things like that, his love is not sincere. I hope you're getting my point. So, your good works, therefore, they come out of you naturally as a sign of what? Your faith. As a sign of your faith. As a sign of your faith. But it's the faith that matters. So, you doing the good works, don't even remember to count them. The only reason God needs to bless you is that Jesus died for you. He shed his blood. He has paid everything. He has sold all the seeds necessary. Your job is just to receive it by faith. And it's a sign of that faith. Your works follow. But you never go to God quoting your works. Why am I saying this again today? Just because we took time out to recite that thing. That we have not come in the power of the good works which we have done. Now, we put this into a chant, into a recitation, because we want Christians to know it. Don't ever have any, any extra confidence. When it comes to prayer after, you know, like I said, it's you know, February now, you just finished giving your January salary. Which is a good thing. If you take your whole January salary and decide to share it, in fact, one interesting story I will tell you. A friend of mine made up his mind one day. Let me tell you about the, the curse of Eve. If you've been around on Fridays, we've been discussing. We're talking about the problem Eve had. God showed her what was the problem Eve had. She instructed her husband concerning what to do. Even though she was deceived in eating the fruit. But what God first accused her of, what was the problem she had, was that she usurped, she reversed the order of authority in the house. And decided what they would do. Let me just advise you wives. If your husband says we should travel on the 15th. You think we should go on the 8th. A week ahead of time. Don't start carrying face if he says 15th. Go to him explain. That I would like us to go. No. Don't tell him 8th is better. Leave you. <laughs> Say I will like. I will like. I will prefer us to go on the 8th. And these are my reasons. Wives are supposed to make supplication. What did I say? It's the order. It's order. It doesn't mean the man must go on the 15th. It's possible you are right. But you go and make supplication. Explain. I really like it. I really want to get to that place latest by the 9th. I know you don't want to travel on that day. If you can go on the 8th, I would love it very much. However, Whatever you say is final. I will adjust to it. And don't say, you know, there are some witchcraft saying, 
so that the man will say, oh, she's so humble. No. Don't leave that thing. When you say it, you are ensnared by the words of your mouth. I hope you get my point. Let him know that his word is final. And you mean it. Because everything you have said now are things you could observe or you can see. I hope you get my point. There are some you can't see. Only God can see. And he has put the word for your safety in the mouth of a prophet. I hope you get my point. When Israel faced the direction of the Red Sea, it was a bad idea. A lot of people told Moses, why are you going that way? That, there's a sea in front. They said everything. Moses said, that is where God says we should face. There was a shorter one. God said, they will see war and turn back. They were not aware of that. There was a problem in front. God had planned the solution. Why did we not take the one that's so obvious? They will see war and turn back. That was his decision. He had a reason you do not know. One of the things I taught my wife at the time, I said, sweetheart, just trust me. So just trust, just trust that I know what I'm doing. Shortly after I, to, I, I told her that we traveled, we're supposed to turn somewhere. He said, turn here, turn here, turn here. I blew past, I didn't hear her. He said, but, I said, did I not tell you to trust me? He said, okay, 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 all right. I got to where I was going, I turned, then came back to the place you wanted me to turn, and I gave about two instructions on why that was a bad place to turn. I saw it, I considered it, it was bad. But now, this is not bragging matter. Not being as versed as I am in traffic regulations and driving on dangerous roads. I mean, I did fast and furious zero. Now, that's a joke. Are you getting my point? I knew why she thought that was a better place to turn. And I said, no. By the time we came out and I gave her two reasons, she said, okay. I said, I told you, trust me. I know what I'm doing. For you, just trust God that your husband knows what he's doing. Yeah, because if he's wrong, that is God's job to correct him. Is that okay? That's an aside. Anyway, why was God angry with Eve? Because Eve decided that I will tell the man what to do, and then the guy followed. Now, why did I start talking about that? I was going to say something. Yes. Now, so a friend of mine wanted to do something, just to let you know how things work. He made up his mind that he wanted to give his whole salary, one particular month, to God. I don't know the reason why he did it. But like I told you, there's nothing wrong with it. So he made a personal vow to God that once he paid the next salary, I'm giving you everything. To the Lord that. So he now informed his wife. Please, can I beg you, lady, something? Marriage is not compulsory. What did I say? It's not bad. Look, listen. You, there are many women who are normal who are very, very, very happy. I'll, I'll begin my point. If you want to enter into marriage, yeah, enter and complete. Enter it well. One of the ways you enter marriage is to carry all this, your pride, your PhD, your, we are all men, we are all children of God. Carry it, flush it down your toilet, and the type that goes into a sewage and carries the thing down, fire away. You and your husband are not mates. Who lied that lie to you? Don't take American vow when you want to marry. For this day, you know, we are equal children of God, we shall now be one. Nonsense. Do for better, to to love and to obey. Uh, love it. Did I make you say that that day? If I didn't, just see me at the end of the day. Too. <laughs> Apostle, did you make... They said it. Just in case, just drag her at the end. Say, say, say it to him now. Let us be clear. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> the Lord is good. You and your husband are not mates. I've heard that nonsense before. I don't say it. She was not made from your foot. Don't step on her. She was not made for your head. She was made for your side. I said, all of this is just nonsense. You just want to make them feel like if they are now mates. You were mates before you married, though. But once you marry, there's what they call order. There's what they call submission. I hope you're getting my point. Yes. You know what submission means? I will tell you. So, now I'm not contradicting myself, okay? Just try and follow me. I'm not trying to speak against myself, all right? Submission means that, yes, originally I had the power. But I took it and I laid it down. That's why the Bible didn't tell children, submit to your parents. You and your parents were never, I hope you remember, there was never a doubt on who was who. They didn't even consult with you before they conceived you. Just became aware one day and realized that you were growing inside somebody's walls. They call it a womb, right? The one day they gave birth to you without asking you, do you want to be born now? Which country will you prefer? Said, Code of Wise, it's half space. Code of Wise, half space. They just beat Nigeria and walk in Afcon. Do you want to go to Code of Wise? Be an elephant. Ah! The person said, No, no. He said, What about uh, Rwanda? You'll find some British refugees there. He said, No. You want America? Mm, nice country, but what's happening in Enugu? You want to go to Enugu? Say, Why not? That's Nigeria. Oh. I know. You sure? And that's okay. Madam, born. You come born. Have you ever anybody born like that? They discuss with you. You just land on the point. Where is this? I don't go 15th Oguy Road. <laughs> you continue crying. When you grow up, you go to Okunano High School. You know, stuff like that. Nobody asks you. Have you ever negotiated with a two year old? Which nursery school do you want to go to? One woman I love her so much. She said to her children, Children, come. There's a conference. I want all of you to know there's no democracy in this house. I never campaigned to be your mother. I said, this is the will of God. <laughs> I told the children, there was no time I campaigned I want to be your mother. Vote for me. Mother, mother, I'll be nice to you. You wake up when I say, you do what I say. This, there's no democracy. My word is final. Everybody clear? Yes, my head, good. Now, let's get back to work. That's how life is. Now, what am I talking So, that's why God didn't tell children, submit to your parents. What did he say? Obey. When you obey, you are just doing what you are supposed to do. But what is submission? You have a choice. But you decide to lay down your choice. I hope you're getting my point. So when you are coming into marriage, please, you have made your choice. You chose to lay it down. Stop coming and saying that. That's how things spoil. We knew before we begged you, will you? Is that not what we said that day? Eh? Joe, were you not there? We asked you, will you? And then you said, I will. Now you are not coming back to say, I didn't know what I was doing when I was saying I will. They won't ask witnesses. If anybody thinks that she's not in her right state of mind, come and say now. We made you say, I will, in the presence of witnesses. Then four years later, now suddenly your shoulder is growing back. Four years ago, you were in love. They propose to you on Valentine's Day. And you're feeling butterfly in my belly. Who sang butterfly in my belly? 
Who's that one? Message you. Butterfly in your belly. For the Lord, for, forget these guys. Butterfly flew in your belly. Where you go sign away your destiny, your father's name, everything. Then you're now waking up after four years. Suddenly discovering that. Eh? You're a child of God. I'm a child of God. God speaks to you. He speaks to me too. That is what God, Miriam, leprosy. Tomorrow now you have skin disease we can't cure. We won't know it's because God speaks to you. And you're talking to a prophet. All you women that you go and handle your husband by the cloth. Just pray, does not tear. That's how people's destiny is tear. Go and ask so. Your husband sheds a prophetic garment. Don't hold it. Wants to go, you are holding it. You won't go anywhere. If the guy is telling you, yeah, twa. just know your destiny is not twa. So. What's wrong with people? Don't you see in the, on the football pitch? When those guys want to quarrel with the referee, what do they do? Those of you who watch football, when they want to quarrel with the referee or line, what do they do? They put their hands behind them. No, those of you who don't watch matches, start watching. When you're angry with the referee, you, you go towards the referee, you quickly put your hands behind. Because if for any reason you raise that hand against the officiating priest of that match, not only are you out of that game, your career as a footballer may be over. When they want to call the referee, how can you do it like that? Before the days of um, v, VAR now, which has made it easier, they rush to the referee, put their hands behind them. Oh, God, your papa, your mama, everything. Nobody can hear more than that. <laughs> but, no, but you know, see women go and just grab their husband's clothes. <laughs> ah. You do what a footballer cannot do. Some, some people, hey, I'll get back to my message. I'll get there. Don't worry, I'll get there. Some people are raised up to think that to be a tough babe is life. You can't be watching stupid movies where the woman control. You can't see a, a movie like it. There's one this particular movie about one uh, Mike Oha, one guy, one American footballer, in which that Sandra Bullock was just telling her husband everything to do. And they just infuse it into you, Jezebelness, rebellion. In real life, men like that won't love you. They don't go quarrel with you. As a worker, come on, they go do worker for back. The Lord is good. All of this just to tell one story. So my friend told God, I will give you all the money. When he told his wife, his wife said, what if I had made the same kind of vow behind your back? So when they pay salary, I will not have any money. Two of them were working. How can you make that kind of vow? You didn't even discuss with me. <laughs> Say no, no, no. Now, for those who don't know, if she made that kind of vow, the man had the right to cancel it when he hears it. I've told you, when you said I do, you removed all this, all the power and authority you have, you give it to somebody. If the woman had come and said, I went for a, I went for a meeting, no? I, I made a vow that once they pay this monster, I'm giving everything to God. And the man said, ah, you did? No, I already did that too. See, what do we now do now? I cancel your own. He can't cancel his own. He's not allowed to cancel his own. But he can overrule your own. Say sorry, baby. Tell God that your husband said no. And God, God will hold nothing against you. But if he thinks it's okay, he says, okay, fine. We'll just rough it out for the next one month. Not a big deal. That's what this woman told the guy. The man just, um, he didn't want to quarrel. Now, another thing. I have seen men that say, I didn't want, I didn't want quarrel. Why should you not want quarrel when your wife has one quarrel? What's wrong with you? 
If you wife wants quarrel, you give her two. What's wrong with her? All these men that we have these days say, I didn't want quarrel. I used to be. I didn't want quarrel. Meanwhile, she wants quarrel. Okay, you will get the quarrel. I will never open my mouth and say, I don't want quarrel. Oh, for me, but it. How can you be doing bad because you don't want quarrel? Are you crazy? It's your wife that you'll be saying, I didn't want quarrel. What is wrong with these people? I mean, get me, get me right. Oh. You won't say, I don't want quarrel. You go and do what is wrong. That's what I'm trying to emphasize. I'm not saying you should be looking for how to quarrel. That's not what I mean. Please, don't get me wrong. You won't quarrel. I give you double. That's not what I mean. Please, don't get me wrong. I'm saying that don't be in the interest of peace. Do what is wrong. That's all I'm saying. Don't be in the interest of peace. You now do what is wrong. As I two of you will send all your descendants into ancestral curses, Adam and Eve. And so the woman said, eh, the, the guy can't tell me. When he told me, if it's now, I'll talk. Those days I would just look and say, oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Mm? oh. He said, anyway, sure. The Bible says anyone that does not provide for his household is worse than an infidel. I said, he did not know when you were making the vow, Abby. Your wife has given you revelation. Anyway, in case you don't know, that's what Jezebel too used to do, give revelation. Is it not your Bible? Revelation chapter 2. He was say, oh, oh, so they pay salaries. The woman came and met him and said, where is the money? Hey, my body is still crawling. He went and drew the money and gave to her to take care of the household. God said, my money. When they had not paid it, did I come to beg you for it? No. You opened your mouth and came and gave it to me. You now collected my money and gave it to your wife. God said, okay, I will be kind to you. You know what happened? One of their children suddenly fell sick. And they spent half of that money to take, half of a whole month's salary to take care of the child, buying medicine and antibiotics and this and this and that. God, God the check comes. Say, how much was that money again? He said, 150,000. Say, okay. All the medicine you buy and everything, how much will be? Say, 75. Say, good. You are owing me 75 now. No, Allah. They go for road. Puga. Puga, 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 puga. Shaft break. Now the car, they do, they do come. They do keep. Tow the vehicle to come. 15,000 to tow. All boys to losing it, 5,000 to losing it. Thank God it's not too expensive. A new one, everything, 50K, they put down. They total the amount, 75,000. Go check out. How much is everything we have spent? 150. Now, two of you can go. Go and see no more. The guy came back to me and told me the story. I said, God has talked to you my, yourself. I don't need to. That money, that woman is sitting on collecting. She didn't see five cobble of it. God collected every cobble back, every dime. In fact, if I know God, well, it, it takes small percentage. Put on top. Said, I'm being nice. Otherwise, now four food I for collect. Four more salary. Now, for be this Just collect my money like that. Let me just take 20%. The Lord is good. How did I get there? Huh? I was talking about faith. Yes. Yes. We have said many things. Don't worry. Let's go back to where we began from. Eventually, we'll get here. But I hope you've learned something. Yes. All right. It's very, very important. So, I was saying that we don't go to God. Now, that's what we began on the power of the good works we have done. 
We don't. We don't. We don't say, God, we have done this, we have not done that. No. All God needs from us is what? Faith in what Jesus has done. That's all he needs from us. But God just put some words in my mouth for, along other lines so that we can learn some lessons again today. So that's why we keep reciting those things that we say at the beginning. God will bless you because Jesus has paid. What did I say? Don't ever have confidence in any other thing. Please, don't ever, ever have confidence in any other thing. Your face, you don't go up now because you, have, you know you are hungry. So God will touch your stomach and say, ah. They okay, you have not eaten. Say, Lord, I have not eaten. Why not? Because of you now. Oh, you love me so much. I take extra blessing. He doesn't ever do that. If you are fasting and fasting, it doesn't make God answer you. I hope you're getting my point. It's important we understand this thing. So, that's why we recite at the beginning. We only come because of the grace and mercy which we have in Christ Jesus. That's the only basis upon which we get our needs met. Every other thing we do in life must be an outflow of that knowledge. I hope you're getting my point. For example, why am I a generous giver as a Christian? Why should I be generous? Because, you know, this world, there's nothing, I mean, like, I hope you're getting my point. Like, if you kept money in the bank, no matter how righteous you are, your money lost value too. Do you get my point? I said, God, you know, I'm a very good person. God said, but you kept your money, you laid it on the earth, Abby. It's not, not big. I'm not angry with people whose money lose value on the earth. Once it's on the earth, moth destroys, thieves breaking and steal. So if, if you pack money somewhere, bank collapse on it, don't go and say, God, God said it is money. Don't cry. Get up. Continue moving. I hope you're getting my point. Your money should be busy multiplying in something or giving out to help somebody. Stop packing it somewhere. In whatever currency, that's what happens. Don't say, that's the problem with this country. It's the problem with money. It's not about this country. It's the problem with what? Money. That's what money is. It's not about this country. This country. It is a money issue. It's a character of money laid up on the earth. It's a character of money laid up on the earth. I hope you're getting my point. So what we are, you know, so we're talking about faith. When we come to God, why am I generous as a Christian? It's because we understand God. So if I lose 50, 50 million naira today, God says money is nothing. So I can afford, therefore, to give it away. I can afford, therefore, if you lose, I just, oh, God, it's money. It's money. There are things more valuable than it. For God to find me faithful is much more valuable than it. But I don't say, God, you know I give money, so you will answer me. God does not owe you to multiply the money you give. You hear what I said? Anybody preach to you that if you give, God will not multiply back for you. Tell the person it's not true. That I said is not true. So it's not the scriptures like that. <laughs> they give and it shall be given. I said, it didn't say give so that it can be given. There's a word of difference. Just live your life. Stop waiting for when it will be given. Just be a generous and continuous giver. Anytime you are going to pray, please never come in the power of the good works which you have done. Never, ever, 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 ever. Don't ever. Don't ever try it. It will get you into deep trouble. I mean that in literal terms. If you get on your knees and you put your tithe card in front of you, you say, God, I've been faithful in my tithing, you will not be blessed. I'm saying this because these are things we are told to do. If you say, God, look at it. Like one man said, he said, God, you see, that church building, my money is there. This is where my money is there. My money is there. God said, where is your money in your heartbeat? This is your heart that just beat. Do you know how... I don't like thinking about the heart. The thought, if you think about the heart, it will scare you. 
Because he can't, if he stops beating for five seconds, you pass out. If he doesn't beat for the next five minutes, you're dead. So what does that tell you? Your heart has been beating non-stop without missing five straight seconds since we were born. Actually, before that. For most of us. And for none of us has it stopped for up to five minutes. And we are still here. So is your money in that one? We are not telling that it's because it's a seed your father sowed. The only seed your father sowed was to disobey God. It's the only seed he sowed. I don't know what Adam and Eve did. Did he stop the heart of Abel and Cain from beating? Let's leave that there. I, I mean, I, I keep on coming back, this one to, back to this once in a while because people keep on hearing the, truth, the, the opposite, which is a lie. The, the whole of this January now, people have been trying to sow seed to secure the, the, the rest of the year. If you want the rest of your year secure, get on your knees and use those simple words. Heavenly Father, please secure the rest of my year. So that if I travel anywhere, please let me be safe. So no matter what happens, in fact, that's one of the things I wanted to teach today. Now I'm getting into it. Please, no matter the calamity around, the troubles around, make sure it only leads you to prayer. It doesn't lead you to grumbling. It wants to lead you to fear. Fight that fear. How do you fight the fear? You raise up the word of God against it. So when they say that, oh, oh, Naira is losing value, you go and carry Psalm 23 and check whether it has lost value. I'm telling you, and listen, the reaction you have to the loss of value of the Naira is tied to how much faith you placed in it in the first place. It's true now. If your faith was built on nothing else but the word of God, you will hardly notice it. You will see every, you know, problem as another opportunity to express what the Bible calls the hidden wisdom of God. I hope you know there's wisdom in everything, for, or for everything. God has hidden wisdom for everything. Let me tell you something about the wisdom of God. What the wisdom of God does is to take what is bad and make it good. I hope you get my point. That is God will say, all right, let's take Naira and Dollar as an example. Naira is exchanging for 700 Naira. To the dollar. So you keep your money somewhere. You are doing business. And then suddenly, a few months pass, and you realize that it's not exchange for 1,400. Technically, in international terms, you have suddenly lost half of the value of your Naira. That's the physical reality. Let me tell you what they call wisdom of God. If you look at it and just continue what you are doing and give the Lord thanks for it, and say, God, is there wisdom inside here? And he says, yes. Do you know what will happen? Suddenly you will see something, I don't know what. We start laughing. People say, why are you laughing? Say, I, think, I hope this dollar will get to 2006. Like, I, what is wrong with you? Then you will explain to people, look at it, the issue. Of course, there are some practical ones which you know. Which you know, all right? Common economics. Your goods suddenly start getting cheaper abroad. You know that. The reason why Nigerians are complaining is because they don't export much. Those who export, they like it like this. China fights. They work hard to keep the value of their money down. Devaluation of currencies are known, have been known to revive economies. Because, yeah, it's just because when you, are, when you are not exporting things, you just keep on importing. 
You don't know. When your value goes down, when the value of your money goes down compared to that of the international standard, like U.S. dollars, suddenly your farmers can export their rice. Even yam becomes cheaper to, for people abroad to buy. Because you are now dealing locally in local currency, you get richer. So you can earn more of that forex. That's what happens in economies that export. So China fights hard. They used to call China a currency manipulator. Why? They keep on driving the value of their own currency down. So they whine, 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 oh, they whine here. They love it in China. If this was in China, it would be exciting for them. Say, whoa. Because they know that, <clears throat> they know that exports will, will increase. One of the things that kills Japanese economy is that the Japanese became so strong. That's why you don't buy Sony phones. Yes. Sony phones are good, but they are not as good as they are cost. Because when you want to buy it, when you see the price, you just walk across to Xiaomi. Xiaomi will give the same thing for literally less than half of the price. That was why the Koreans took over the television market. When I was young, Sony TV was the in thing. Now it's LG. That's just what happened. Now where am I going? So instead of whining and complaining, that's what they call hidden wisdom. So he takes the thing and says to God, he doesn't even have to go through the one that I've said now. Because the wisdom is inexhaustible. God's wisdom is not a discovery, it's a plan that he had. I hope you're getting my point. It's a plan that he had from the beginning. That this thing will go like this. And anybody who keys into it will be blessed. So anytime things turn the way you don't like it, you start giving thanks. You start giving thanks. And you get down to the place of prayer. And you start praying. And start invoking scriptures over your life. You start invoking promises over your life. That must be your reaction to every situation Especially the ones people think are bad. They must provoke you to prayer. I hope you're getting my point. And listen, see everything as a way of, you know, you know introspecting, thinking about your life. Like, ah, God, now I lost value. Look at the way I'm talking. Mm-hmm. I just sound like an unbeliever. I'll tell you the truth. That's you know, what, you know what, they, what they call fasting and prayer. That's when you need to fast. I know what I call fasting. You set time aside. I say this weekend, no, I'm not going anywhere. That wedding in my office, I've contributed my money. I'm not going. I'm going to lock my door, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm starting by five in the morning. I will worship and worship. Declare that is by the time you are done, you'll check it. It's already one p.m. And you don't want to leave the place. So don't we'll continue to we'll continue tomorrow morning. And with a primary focus, Lord, I want it to be that loss of money or devaluation of money does not make me angry. And the only way is that you have something stronger. Which is what? The word of, let me give an example now. Assuming I had about now just think, just imagine this. I saved up money. Let's just assume I did before this whole devaluation thing began. And I saved up my money two ways. I put $100,000, I put the half of the money in US dollars, $100,000 cash somewhere. And I put the balance in Naira, half and half. Now, how do you think I would react to the devaluation? Initially, I wouldn't care. 
I wouldn't care. Then after a point, I check how, how much ah, because for everyone, I see the value that my dollar is going to have when I change it. I do small calculation. Basically, I either wouldn't care or I'll be happy. Do you get my point? Because I've set my hope in US dollars. I had one guy advise people before this last Afcon finals. He said, if you're a betting type, go and bet that Cote d'Ivoire will win. Then pray that Nigeria will win. He said, so if Nigeria wins, you will rejoice. If Nigeria loses, you will make money. <laughs> I thought a very sound advice. He said, if you are the betting type, that's what you do. Go and put your money on your opponent that they will win. Then pray that your own will win. So whichever way, you win. <laughs> if you lose the joy, you gain the money. <laughs> the Lord is good. Where I'm going is this. You will see. If your hope, it depends on where your value is lodged. If your value, now listen to this, is literally, effectively lodged in the word of God and the promises of God, you won't lose sleep over anything. That's just a way to prove it. If it's lodged in a temporal currency, like dollars or whatever forex you are using, they said that is losing value. It doesn't bother you because most of your money, half of your money, was in forex. So as this one is losing, the other one is gaining. So you're balanced out. You don't have a problem. It's very okay. Let's, let's forget that it's even money. It's an investment. They pay you once a year. Anytime they pay you, your money comes in years. It doesn't really worry you so much. In the same manner, if my value is actually the word of God, which is infallible, it abides forever. My inheritance is saved up in heaven. Where thieves don't break in and steal. Where mud does not destroy. If I'm really focused on it and I'm sure about it, no matter how much you want to make me afraid, you know it wouldn't bother me. God has helped personally, personally, God has helped me in that regard. Ah, personally. And the way he has done is that I've lived through this before. And like I say, we came out on top. We, we are still here, waxing stronger. We never became poorer. Why do I think my girl will now retire? Have you ever talked this nonsense before? Why should you have only one child? Because the way the country is going, to educate children is getting more expensive. If you have just one or two children now, you can take care of them. If you have four or five now, you will not be able to take care of them. Because the way things are going, and school fees are getting more expensive. You know? University money now is expensive. Look at how much jam this. Now, if you just want to buy your children books, you look at the cost of books. If you want to buy your children food, look at the cost of the bag of rice. And a God, useless God, no power God. And we're worshiping him. He can't do anything. He can't provide for our children. He can't pay school fees. He can't even bring money for anything. Only Ashwaju Bolatinubu can. And Ashwaju cannot even do it right now. So nobody can. Kill the children you have already so you don't have to pay school fees for anybody. You are laughing. Is that not how people talk every day? I've just made it dramatic. But this is exactly what people say. How do I answer them all the time? When they start like that, I say, oh, you are right. The God that took care of you and your parents, he has retired. He has developed dementia. He's not working again. He lost the Afghan cup, so they've sacked him. Let's interview the next God. How powerful are you? Say, I'm good. I'm good. I'm very powerful. Can I be you, boost God? Say, Dickens, do you think this one can be God? Let's see. Move a mountain. Ah, say to where? 
You're asking us to wear. The God we're using before, he moved mountains. I can move mountains, but to disturb somebody else now. The other person should move mountains to their backyard. You call yourself a God. Sorry, your application is not successful. Next God. Is that not how we are behaving? And I answer for all the time. He said, don't have, look, it's just that, look, look. If you tell me I have four more children, I will say amen. Ah, uh, amen. All of you are watching me. If I say you will see it, let me not just say it. Yeah, because you, say, you can't skip. Because I, please, can I just stop insulting your God? It's not good. Stop making it look as if your life is a game of chance. It's not right. I know it's not right. It's better to say things like, ah, I've started a particular phase of my life. I can't be changing that piece now. I have other things to do. I hope you get my point. It's better. He said, ah, do you know the cost of school fees now? Every day, if you talk like that, those two you have, they will not be able to go to school. God will remove all the money. You wake up in the, They will even go to free school. They won't let them enter. They don't know God. When he wants to do a strong thing. Please, let's, I've told you, any calamity that comes up, let it lead you to one thing, which is what? Prayer. And please, not whining prayer. No, God, what are we going to do? It's Father God, we have come here to let the whole universe know that our hope is on you. That our faith is on you. That we are not thinking of this earthly realm as our source of supplies. The more I think, the more I encounter science and meditate and all of that, I say, look, this world does not produce anything. It's God that produces everything. My son and I today, was in the morning or yesterday, this morning, yes, we're looking at a particular video on adaptations in animals. I told him, I said, see how stupid human beings are. They said, look, adaptations, animals, when they find out that the prey, the predator is too much, you know, they change their form to look like the environment. It's called uh, mimicry, so that they will look. Now show us a picture of a grasshopper that looks like a stick. Now you see? So I told, told, turned to him, victory. I said, so the grasshopper has sense and has the ability to change his form. Is that laughing? I said, has sense and has the ability to say, oh, too much prey, too much predator, too much predator. So all grasshoppers, all grasshoppers, henceforth, henceforth. We are going to start looking like sticks for survival. Hey, 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 we change. Okay, everybody close your eyes. Stick, 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 stick. <laughs> then they change to stick. I said, why are we being so silly? God who made them was having fun. He drew, he sketched a grasshopper. I said, hey, look like a stick. Let's see what you look like. And he saw that it was good. And he said, be fruitful, multiply. He sketched another one. Say, hey, you change your color. And anytime you sense danger, and he saw the chameleon, he said, and he saw that it was what good. So he said, go ahead, be fruitful, multiply. And he sent a word into them, and that word keeps on bringing new forms every day. And every day they go through life, they find out. I was telling my son, I said, do you know? He gave me the guy's name, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Do you know the guy not realizing it? He has said there must be a God. He didn't know he said it. Even though he tries to say there's no God, there's no God. He said it appears like we are living in a simulation. What's his proof? It's as vast as the universe is. How come? It's just this simple dot that has life. And he described some things. He said, no. 
but must be in a simulation. So my son says, so who's the simulator? There has to be a simulator if you are in a simulation. What am I going to say? Your life is not healthy. I hope you're getting my point. This life is supernatural. If I say this to shock some people, they say this, this earth will become too small. I say the earth is increasing in size to so accommodate the population. So I will say, Pastor Van, you have come again. Are you aware that the planets grow in size at the same rate as your nail? These planets are not the same size they were 2,000 years ago. You think, you think it's a game of chance? But let's leave that one. What am I trying to say? If you activate faith, God will supply all your needs. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't let anybody make the dollar is going. So, so eh? So, this is proof that your God is not an American. How can my God be getting more expensive? <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? Eh? I like the way my daughter smiled. It hit her. That's what they call revelation. <laughs> my God is getting nearer and nearer as I discover more and more of Him. So, anything else that's trying to scare me. It's, just only push, it's only pushing me towards God. That's why he said, count all joy. When you see trouble, get on your knees. And please, say the way it is. And please, can I beg you for something? Leave this devil and your witches out. What did I say? Don't come and pray. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I begin to rebuild the spirit. I which spirit? God said, which spirit? The only thing that spirit is they are doing, or spirit is spirit is doing, or spirits, evil spirits are doing, is trying to tempt you to doubt God. So you come to the place of prayer. Father God, I've come today. Every day I go out, they say, <laughs> today I go to the office. Somebody say, we'll soon come to your house to be eating, no? I'm happy you know. You can come to my house to eat. Say, so you doesn't look like you're hungry. I'm not hungry. I said, so what's the problem? Things are getting expensive. I said, uh-huh. Hey, you better tell us why do something. <laughs> you know the painful part? These people go to church. Yes. All the people talking nonsense, they go to church. You know what the Bible says? Young lions can lack and suffer hunger. Those who seek the Lord will not lack anything good. Please, I'll give you a minute. Claim that thing. Claim it. Claim it. Claim it. Say, Lord, I will not lack anything good. No matter what is going on, I will not lack anything good. I will not lack anything good. No matter what is going on, I will not lack anything good. No matter what is going on, I will not lack anything good. No matter what is going on, Father, I will not lack anything good. That's what you promised. Say, no matter what is going on, Lord, I will not lack anything good. Say it, my help comes from the Lord. My supplies come from the Lord. My provision comes from the Lord. My food comes from the Lord. The same God who supplies food to the birds of the air, to the beasts of the field, so that they do not grow hungry. They do not go hungry. Much more he loves me. You need to say that. Much more he loves me. Much more than he loves the birds of the air. Was that not what Jesus said? If your heavenly father takes care of the birds of the air, how much more will he take care of you? Say, oh, ye of little faith. 
That's the problem. Lack of faith. That is the problem. Lack of faith. That is the problem. Lack of faith. That is the problem. Lack of faith. They are speaking like the Philistines. Echoing the nonsense that people around are saying. Staying up fear instead of faith in their hearts. Staying up fear instead of faith. Staying up fear instead of faith. And when you should be staying up faith. When you should be staying up faith. How do you stay up faith? Just take the word of God and put on your lips. Say the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You need to say that at least seven times. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. He's my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. He will make all grace abound towards me. I will have all sufficiency in all things and abound to every good work. He's my El Shaddai. He will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. You need to say it. Claim it. Stay off face. Even if the young lions go hungry. I seek the Lord. I will not lack any good thing. My bread will be giving me. My water will be sure. Why? Because God supplies all my needs. Not according to the value of the local currency. But according to his riches in glory. So he supplies all my needs, not according to the value of the local currency, but according to his riches in glory. The Lord supplies all my needs, not according to the value of the local currency, but according to his riches in glory. You need to say that. You need to say that again and again. If you have to wake up at night to say it, to drill it into your heart. I'm saying to somebody, it's now that they say things are expensive. You will start and finish a house. I'm telling you, now they say it's expensive. That's when you're going to start. And that is when you will finish it. And you will look back after some time and say, how did this happen? I thought they said things were too expensive. It is now that they say things are expensive. That two of your children will get into university. And you will pay their school fees without stress. It is now. Now, see, I'm talking to somebody. It's now you are going to get it, the best car you have ever had. Oh, they said the price have doubled. God said, I have always been bigger. This is, I've been chasing me after my size. They can never catch a fraction of my size in a hundred billion, trillion years. Why? Because I am God and there is none else. I said something that they don't revise down your pledge. This thing. They say, hey God, what I wanted before was this kind of car. But now things are expensive. So, God said, are you insulting me? Are you trying to insult me? Are you trying to insult me? Dare to believe. That's it. Dare to believe. Dare to, what does it mean to believe? To say God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. That's what it means to believe. To say God said it, I believe it, that settles it. To say God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. There are things I don't like to say anymore. You say, land does not exist in this kind of place anymore. I say, don't say it. Don't say it. God will create land out of nowhere. <laughs> Talking about children who are driving down for this Bible study today. Talking about the man that who just passed on, who we all know. They said he just opened his house in Ikui recently. And I said, oh, you are building a house in Ikui in 2023. Where did the land come from? I don't know where I get my point. They're telling me that somebody bought land in GRA. How the land is finished before now, but people are still opening it. Is that not so? If a human being can do it, how much more can my God do it? 
No, how much more? No, I will not revise down the power of my God because of what is going on in the environment. And that's what I'm telling you today. That's the word of the Spirit that I came with. Say, no matter what is going on outwardly, my God is bigger than all. You need to, you, no, no, you need to alter it. No matter what is going on outwardly, my God is bigger than all. You bet the scriptures say that with him there is no variableness or shadow of turning. Once I read a commentary on that, he said, what does variableness mean? It means that uh, he changes his mind today. He's not like this. He said, okay, that is one. He said, but what shadow of turning? When circumstances compel you to be different. I don't, he said, that's what they call shadow of turning. He said, with God, there is no variableness and there is no shadow of turning. Which means that he will not change his mind because circumstances changed. It's human beings that do that. They say, oh, I wanted to buy you this, oh, but the price went up. And I remained the same. So I had to scale down the plan I had for you. He said, you have in you a shadow of turning. That's human for you. They have a shadow of turning. But the Bible says concerning God, in him there is what? No variableness. And what? No shadow of turning. I want to say to somebody today, don't revise down your desires. Don't, don't, don't revise it. I command you in the name of the Lord. By the Spirit of God, do not. God will count it an insult. He will count it an insult. He will count it an insult. Don't revise the desire. Don't, don't. How will you do it? How is your business? How is your business? Were you there when bones were formed in the womb? Is that what the Bible said? How are bones formed in the womb? Do you know? How were you born? Do you know? How have you been sustained? Do you know? Do you know it's more expensive for God to dress up a hibiscus flower than to dress Solomon in all of his glory? And he has been doing it again and again and again. Then somebody wants to scare me. I will not settle for less. Say it, God, I won't settle for less. See, look, somebody needs to do something. Eh? You've been packing money aside for something. Eh? For the next few days, go and spend the money. Go and dash to somebody. Take your family out somewhere. Let them eat. Let them, that, when I say eat, eat. Let them eat and be happy. Take a friend. You've never celebrated your birthday and people ate on your neck. You're listening, I don't have money. I don't have, I don't have money. But this year's birthday, make it lavish. Because this one that you have been restraining everything because you don't have, is why you will never have. You have to free yourself up and let God walk into your life. You need to free yourself so that God can walk into your life. I don't have, I don't have, this is why I've not done anything. I don't have, you don't have, don't have, every time everybody is sweating in your house, you can pay for an AC, can't you? I don't have, a, look, time to free your head of this, I don't have mentality. And it's a good time, it's a good time. It's a good time, if you can do it when things are getting harder, you will never stop. It's a good time, it's a good time. It is a good time. It is a good time. I'm saying to somebody, God will make all grace abound towards you. You will have all sufficiency in all things. You will have all sufficiency in all things. Please, I want people to share their testimonies. I, want, I need those testimonies. You said before, uh, all you were doing, you all want old to come That's what you're believing God for. Dare to believe for a brand new one. I said, ah, Pastor, do you know how much it is? Do you know how much God is? Listen, what hinders us is faith. What did I say? So what will you be working on? 
Our faith. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I receive the spirit of faith. Take a few minutes and say, Lord, the spirit of faith, I receive it. I receive the spirit of faith. I receive the spirit of faith. I receive the spirit of faith. That is what hinders us. Say it, I receive the spirit of faith. I receive the spirit of faith. Please read my tract, Dare to Believe. There's a tract we have on that website, Dare to Believe. I need you to to read it. I need you to read it. Let's open our Bibles quickly. Psalm 23. Let's take a few scriptures. Psalm 23. I believe we all know it by heart anyway. But let's open to it all the same so we can all rhyme as we read from the same version of the scriptures, Psalm 23. Now, we're not just reading, uh, you know, we are, we are activating faith. What did I say? We are what are we doing? We are say it again. We are, we are activating faith. Faith to do all things. You know what he said? Nothing shall be impossible to him that believes. Yes. The problem is faith. The problem is what? Faith. Now, let me tell you, you know, what is unbelief? Which is the opposite of faith. There's one word. I want you to describe unbelief or doubt. Just one word. You know what that word is? Excuses. Explanations. Choose anyone. Excuses. What do you mean by excuses? Ah, land in that area is now too expensive. The last man that I bought, bought it for like 32 million. In my life, I've never seen 1.5 million. That's, a very, that's, that's unbelief in a capsule. So when you hear things like that, what should you do if you are the one? Somebody says to you, now, please, get my point. I'm not saying, this is it's very subtle. Everybody falls for it. Almost everybody knows everybody. Because I fall for it doesn't mean everybody does. And not everybody is as bad as I am. Are you getting my point? But far better, all right? But when things like that come up, you know what you just say? With God, all things are possible. My God can personalize it. Make that God your own. It's a God that is what? So close. My God that can do it. My God can do it. Small testimony. The house we live in now. The man that God used to move us in that direction. One day he called me and said, Pastor Banky, come, let's see, let's see. So I went to see him. He said, so we had a lot of talk. He said, what's your budget for land? I knew my budget. I knew what I could afford. But I said to him something I learned before. I said, sir, I've been told never to read my menu from the right. You know what that means? Menu, go and check. Enter, you take a menu in a restaurant. The food is on the left, the price is on the right. So many people, how do I will read menus? Check the price before you check what they are selling for that price. You first go there, you look and say, This one, two five. What is available for two five? He said, Don't read your menu like that. Read it from the left. Read what you want to eat first and check how much they are selling it. So I read it somewhere, I don't know where, but it was quite a while ago. So I quoted for him. I said, Sir, I've been taught never to read my menu from the right. He said, no, I understand, I understand, because he's a Christian, he's a man of faith. He said, I understand, I just want to have an idea of your budget. Anyway, let's make a long story short. We argued on that thing for minutes. I refused to answer him. I put my foot and I said, sir, I'm sorry. I will not read this menu from the right. I was possessed of the spirit. Because when he told me what he had available and how much it was, I almost fell under the power. <laughs> and it was not the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm like, What? What I was going to tell him, this was exactly two and a half times. Like, excuse me. But on the surface, now you have to smile like, uh, 
It's not a problem. Do you think you can do that? I said, yes, sir. In my mind, what is wrong with this old man? I just smiled. Um, 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 uh, yes, sir. No, no problem. He said, don't worry. Don't worry. I said, yes, sir. I was looking like When I go home, I told my wife, my wife like, what? I said, ah, okay. And so I see him too. But you know, that's where we live now, okay? I thank God that I didn't answer him. Because if I had done that, he would have matched my expectation. You know what that means? We wouldn't have gotten that most likely. He would have had to scale everything down. But because I refused to tell him anything, he gave me the best he had. And it took us a while, but eventually we paid for it. Daddy, I'm so happy till tomorrow. Daddy answered him. Now, what's the lesson in it? Don't underrate God. You hear what I said? If they bring that kind of pressure. Now, see. I don't mean you should go there. You understand? I'm saying things that are beyond you. <laughs> you now say, uh, okay, put in a bid. You've never seen 1.5 million together. You, you put a bill for 35 million. After two weeks, they say, you come and pay 10% deposit. Yes. What I said to you is simple. When you see things like that, what are you going to do about it? I don't know. Let me prove this in the scriptures like that. One day, one young girl was going on the road. And suddenly, Superman flew out of the sky. Boom! Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. What's the name of Superman? Angel Gabriel. Gabriel. So what first knocked that girl back was the title. Full of what? Grace. You know what it means of full of grace? Many of us don't realize it. It means full of divine ability. It was the same thing that they said to, uh, to Gideon. Almighty man of valor. And Gideon looked like, excuse me, how many of us are here? Do you realize where I'm hiding? Do you know why I'm here? I'm trying to get food out and do, so that those thieving Moabites will not come and collect. You are calling me mighty man of valor. Where you come from, the mighty men of valor hide. The angel was seeing what God saw. God told the angel, there's one mighty man of valor there. Go and talk to him for me. Say, what is his name? Gideon. Where is he? He told him. So he got there. Hello, sir. Mighty man of valor. So when he was shouting like that, the angel was like, are you the one I was sent to? Because you're supposed to be a mighty man of valor. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? That's what happened to Mary. He said, you are going to have a son. Mary said, yeah, no, 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 no. See, on this street, they're like... Um, Three Marys. Right. Two of them look like me, actually. All right? There are three Marys. Apart from me, there are three other Marys. Two of them look like me. So maybe the other one might like six months ago. She must be the one you are referring to. Because this one is not married. He said, no, it doesn't matter. He said, how shall these things be seen that I know no man? Then the angel now did one funny thing. Have you ever heard <laughs> one day when we were in school? One of my classmates were talking about some things, you know, mental issues. And I said, don't mind him, he's hallucinating. So this guy, a student in business admin, turned to the medical, senior medical, and said, what is hallucination? That guy turned and said, perception without sensory stimulus. <laughs> I've not forgotten it since 1988. He just, I'm, I'm giving it, I remember things funny, all right? The guy just asked simply, 
We say he has hallucination. Say what's hallucination? He just he was lying on the bed. He just turned. He said perception without sense is stimulus. <laughs> I like I, I looked at him like is that supposed to be easier to understand. <laughs> But it helped me in life. I, I, the guy was two years my age. I was junior to him, but I never forgot that definition. When I finally got to the class in psychiatry, I had the def- If they asked me during what what's hallucination? I said, perception without sensory stimulus. What he means doesn't matter. The man knows what he means. <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about it? Mary said, how shall this thing be? She asked the angel. The angel now said, perception without sensory stimulus. What he said? The Holy Spirit shall overshadow you. Has she seen anybody that Holy Spirit overshadowed until they gave birth to somebody? I don't know whether I get my point. Didn't you just confuse the poor girl even some more? So the girl finally said, okay, okay, sir. You've not been of much help, but be <laughs> talk to me according to your word. That's where I'm going. What is the solution? What's the answer? Be it unto me according to your word. Anytime things like that come up, say, be it unto me according to divine ability. Be it unto me according to the power of God. Be it unto me according to the promises of God. When I say, I say, don't, don't, don't revise it down. Hey, this is too expensive. Oh. Just say, my God can supply anything. When I need this, it is coming to me. Leave it there. Don't say more than that. He said, because he has said, Therefore, we can do what? Boldly say. That's it. What has he said? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So I can boldly say, if I need this thing, it is coming. Just say it like that and walk away. I'm not saying go there and be. Some people say, be going around, circling the building every day. I claim it, I claim it. Sometimes that's not the one he's going to give you. One day, this was um, before COVID. And I've not forgotten. Somebody showed my wife and I one that's yeah was a tall reverend. Went and saw one large piece of property, and they said we should come and place a bid for some things. All right, my wife needed it because when the school was starting and all of that. When I had the money, or more, okay, that time hmm, I will tell you, the guy said two hundred million naira. So Yinka came and carried me, and we drove to his office. After I left, he called Yinka. I thought you said your guy is a pastor. Where is he planning to sit on the middle? The guy looked like, okay, where is the guy going to sit on the middle? Even me, I know. I just, but you know, you have to walk in there and knowing your God is in front of you and is behind you. Uh-huh. Anyway, of course, if, 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 if I had given it, you would have known by before now. It's not now, you will have known, you will have been there. So we didn't buy it. I, but one thing that happened, I told my wife that time, I said, whether you buy this thing or not, for the first time in my life, my heart has been enlarged. So if you, if you see land now and tell me it's in GRE and it's 10,000 square meters, I should come and see, I will follow you. I will follow you. Okay, they say, Oh, guys, for sale. I say, how much? He say, they say 1.5 billion. I will nod. That's okay. <laughs> I'll tell you it's okay. Let's go. We will leave. What have I said as a lie? It's not okay. 
Is it not okay? Please listen to what I'm about to tell you. If I want it, and the Lord stirs faith in my heart, I'll just tell you about six weeks later that we have made a down payment for it. We are completing payment in the next three months. And like, sir, 1.5 billion. I will say yes. I'm like, I didn't know you had that kind of money. I said, something wrong with you. I had that kind of God all the while. I never had that kind of money, but I have that kind of God. So what I will do now, I'll just go there and go and look like everybody else. Yeah. All right, okay. It looks okay. I said, Tori, what do you think? So I think it's good. If we just take, like I said, this is very, very good, okay? 10,000 square meters. Wow, in the middle of GR. Whoa, praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go. Did they charge me for coming to look at it? Because, you know, there are times, you know, anything God wants to give you, he wants your foot to do what? To step on it. So maybe that's all I've done for that day. I just came to step on it. And times God will just wake you up at night. Just wake up one night. That can just come to your mind. Ah, get on your knees. Eh? A scripture drops, Psalm 2. Ask of me, and I will give you what? Nations. So, is that as big as a whole nation? He said, Lord, it's small now. Why don't you ask? And the ask is not, hey, come boy, ah. you know, When people pray, so I don't understand. Are you talking to your father? You want to ask that kind of thing? You say, begin to pray right now. You want to ask for a plot of land? Say, hey, come on, hey, hey, come hey, come on, this land, hey, 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 Are you talking to somebody? If any of my children come to ask for something, daddy, daddy. I'm going to call the other Come on, come on. Why don't we pray like we have faith? Why don't we pray like we have faith? A friend of mine told me, gave me a testimony then. I never forgot. This was years ago. Then we taught anatomy of prayer. He lives in, in Canada. He's lived in Canada for over 20 years now. It's been a long time. Not now that everybody is going, you know. He's been living there for a very long time. Then, not now that Canada threw the doors open to every Tom, Dick, and Harry that has someone. Then, to come to Canada, midlife hard. He was living there. America, if you are living in the U.S., and any of your parents want to visit, it's not an issue. It's not an issue at all. You Americans behave. You're working. You're a legal resident. And your parents want to come and visit. They don't make it an issue. You just, it, it's not difficult for them. But that time, Canada made it hard. This guy tried everything for his mother to come and visit. They denied. They never agreed. Then one day, he downloaded from our website, Anatomy of Prayer. And he finished listening. He said, he just sat on the floor and put his head, his back against the wall. And said, Father, please, I want my mother to come and visit. Give her a visa. So that's all he said. He called me and told me. I told her to go back and go and try again. And this time, you know what they did? They gave her a visa. All the while, he had done everything. He don't see vision, do everything. They didn't agree. So that day he sat. Just finished listening to Anatomy of Prayer. And he sat and said, Lord, I want my mother to come and visit. Give her a visa. And you know what? They did. 
When I see Christians pray sometimes, I wonder, are you talking to your father or you are gyrating? You want to wind a dynamo. You don't want to start generator. You don't say, battery no day. <laughs> That's how we do go, go, wind now, wind God, wind, wind, wind. I said, no, now. Just get on your knees, bow your head. Father, that property will be good. I know with you everything is possible. I'm asking you to give it to me. And give me the faith, Lord. Help me with faith to know that you are going to do it. In Jesus' name. Amen. It does not have to be more than that one minute. Go back and sleep. You know what it means. When Paul said, he's able to make all grace abound towards you. You know what it means? He's able to command resources towards you. He's able to bring favor in your direction. Sometimes I'm thinking, I say, God, this life is interesting. All I need in you, Lord, is faith. You're talking about money. Do you know people have money they don't know what to do with? Said, so I call a bird of prey from the east and the man of my purpose from a distant country. What can I tell a man? Go, go and give that guy $20 million. I want him to buy something. He does it. He does it. He does it. That's like, look, what I'm telling you, don't let anybody come out. You know, I said the other day, don't let them take away your hope. One of the most satanic things we hear all the time, where is this country going? What is the need for our children? There has, there's nothing in anything for my children. Everything is in God for my children. And I have prayed for them, and I have told them they will possess the land. My children will possess the land. My children will possess the land. Just because of time, I brought some scriptures. We are going to use and give the scriptures to God to use to drive away because we have prayed, we have obtained mercy. We will drive away every troublemaker from this country. Amen. With scriptures. Time will not let us do it today. I brought some of them, but maybe next time. We will just release them into the air. Say, God, when you are ready. Because what we do as people of God is to release swords. You need weapons so that when the angels come, as God commanded it to fight on your behalf, they'll just be picking the word of God. That's their strength, the word that you are releasing. That's their strength. You have to fill the air with it. They'll just be picking it. You know, that's their strength. That's what they used to fight on your behalf. But when the time is ripe, they need something to use to fight. Listen, the government cannot drive away bandits. They can't. They can't end the kidnapping scourge. They can't. But when we release the sword of God into the after we have obtained mercy for the land, which I believe we have, you just see them disappearing day by day. What you now, you know before, what do you hear in the news? This person kidnapped. Bandits attacked here. Now, listen to this. This news you now start hearing. In fact, it has even begun. You wake up in the morning. I see someone this morning. They will tell you, camp of the, the, the kidnappers attacked by Nigerian army. Or the, this one was police. Seven kidnappers arrested. This, you know, this kind of, the one they said that, look, where they found, they used to relax. 120 of them arrested and paraded. That's what you start hearing one after the other. A time will come, that kind of news will not end. Amen. You'll be hearing it every day. As soon as you say, oh, Zosano, Nasarawa, they found out here, the military cordon of the area, they ran this way, police was waiting. And let's see this, this is one. You hear 200 bandits neutralized, 75 of them arrested, of which 50 are with injuries. You say, eh. No, start watching your news. You start hearing it regularly. The, the head of this particular thing has been listening. It is, it is not happening because now say, oh, the government has woken up, they can't wake up. It's God that arises and his enemies are scattered. And that's why we need to pray. Say, let God arise 
and let his enemies be scattered. Let the doers of evil be like chaff before him. And you want to hear the truth of God? They are going to be like chaff before him. He will blow them into the wind. He will gather them and burn them. But you, you will have peace. Remember, it's your year of what? Peace and fruitfulness. Nobody. <laughs> you know, people hear me talk all the time. And they say, oh, God, we'll come and eat in your house. Why do you never hear me complain? I said, what is the problem? I said, if you like, call the head of state for you. That's how I talk. So, God, we are hungry. I'll come to eat you. I said, all of you be coming. I now, I, I, won't, I won't even be angry. I said, this is my address. Anytime you want food, come and eat. And you know what? The food will not finish. I've never seen anybody that goes hungry because he's giving out food. It's unbelief that makes your food finish. It's unbelief. Unbelief. Where were we? Are we there? Let's read it and then we can go home. One, two, let's go. The Lord. Now, we are meditating and releasing at the same time, okay? Now, we are proclaiming into the air. These words are going out to bring resources your way. These words are going out to bring protection your way. You, you will not be afraid for anything. Oh, God. Only God will be your dread. You know what it means? You won't want to do wrong. No matter what is going on, you will not do wrong. Want to let's go? The Lord is... No, 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 no. I said you are releasing what? Weapons. Release weapons. Want to let's go? The Lord is my shepherd. Uh-huh. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. The earth is the laws and all it contains. Amen. And they have been put there for your benefit. Amen. All things are yours in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord is your shepherd. Amen. Therefore, lack is not your portion. Amen. No matter what is going on around, the Lord will be your shepherd. Amen. His name is El Shaddai. The almighty breasted one. The one able to nurse his children. The one that provides for his own. So in the mountain of God it shall be provided for. God will supply all your needs Amen. according to his riches in glory. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's open our Bible. Let's read from Psalm 16 also. Just read a few more Psalms and then we'll go home. We're going to read from verse 5 to verse 11. Are you there? Psalm number 16. We'll read from verse 5. Read all the way to verse 11. If you're ready, say amen. amen. Now I want to let's go. The Lord is a portion of my inheritance and my call. You support my lot. Read that again. The Lord is a portion of my inheritance and my call. You support my lot. Read it one more time. The Lord is a portion of my inheritance and my call. You support my lot. The New Living Translation says, You make my lot secure. That, that, is which, that which is my portion is secure in the Lord. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Now read verse 6. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. Verse 7. I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Indeed, my mind instructs me in the night. 8. 
I have said the Lord continually before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Father God, everyone who has set you before him or her, such a one I declare will not be shaken. The news of evil will not shake them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say it again. I have said the Lord continually before me. Say it. Continue. Because it's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Go on. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will dwell securely. For you will not abandon my soul to show. Nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forever. Hallelujah. See, I said before, when you see calamity outside, run deeper into God. How do you do it? No, he said in Psalm 91, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will do what? So the question that how do you do it is simple. The next line says, I will say of the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him I trust. So wake up every morning. Lord, you are my God. You are my Lord. You are my refuge. My God in whom I trust. It's what you say of the Lord. You know what many Christians are doing? And please, eh, can I beg you? I know some people call me, say, I, preach, I, I make people afraid. And I think you should be afraid. I, do I make you afraid of serpents? No. Scorpions? No. <laughs> the devil? No. You know, if you listen to me, if you see the devil, you will definitely jam his car from behind. No, you want him to come down. You now wind down and say, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> One day I went to the market. I think I went to drop my watch. I went to travel. You know when you park some boys in the car, why do you park there? I sat in my car. Maybe they, they thought I would try and take off. I wound down. As it got to my car, I wound down. Full blast. Bam. I said, uh-huh. Hey, your girl, I'm going to clear route for you. I'm clear route. I said, like, what's your plan? What are you trying to do? The way I wound down for the guy, just stare him down. Uh-huh. He decided this guy must be an important person. He said, no, guy, I just want to be sure you're okay. Do we clear the route for you? In my mind, my money they find. I dash your money. <laughs> You know, if you listen to me, you can't be afraid of the devil. If he's coming, you open the door. Say, if you can enter, enter. If you can't, enter. When people say, I make, they, it's, fear, it's only God that makes you afraid of. Of disobedience. It's not as a father. That, no, let me not go against him. That's the only thing I, that is, it's very, you know why I'm saying this? Hmm? I want to say something. Not to scare anybody, but to warn Christians. Stop. You know, Bible says, "How blessed on the mountains are what the feet of those who do what who bring good tidings." You know what that tells you? Cursed are the feet of those who bear what evil tidings. Who instead of saying to the people of God, "Behold your God," he said, "Behold your enemy." Below the price of behold the price of the dollar, behold the price of food, behold insecurity. Why am I saying so? People of God, please stop this nonsense of posting every rubbish you have on your status to make it look like the government is useless and your country is bad. One day, one of my junior doctors posted something like that. I said, no, you know the way you know you can reply the status message. I said, share to your head is not correct. <laughs> no, I can show it to you. I said, this boy, I have told you your head is not correct. When I got to the office, he said, sorry, sir. I said, I want you to stop posting. The boy, they fear to post now because he knows they're going <laughs> I told him straight. What am I saying? People of God, let your head be correct. What did I say? <laughs> let your head be correct. 
People of God, please let your. It's very important. And, and because I like what a lot of a lot of our brethren. Anytime you see their status, it's a psalm. It's a verse of scripture. That's what we see on their distance. It's a psalm. It's a verse of scripture. That's what you need. Can I beg you to do another one? Don't just quote the scripture. Adapt the scripture. Because he has said, I can boldly say. So add something. No matter the, what the price of the dollar is, everything I need will be supplied me. Add it like that. Add it. That should open somewhere. Eh? But I wish, did you finish reading something just now? Okay, because of time, let, let's, let's stop it there. If God allows us, we'll come back to it later. Let's give a lot of thanks for today. Say, Father, thank you. How do you dwell in the secret place of the Most High? By saying of the Lord. Is what you say of the Lord. Is what you say of the Lord. Is what you say of him. Say of him, he is my God. He is my refuge. My God in whom I trust. He is my fortress. The one who delivers me from the snare of the trapper. The one who delivers me from the deadly pestilence. The one who covers me with his feathers. Under whose wing I find refuge. Whose faithfulness is my shield and my strong support. For his sake I will not be afraid of the terror by night. Of the arrow that flies by day. Or of the pestilence that stalks in darkness. Or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. Say it a thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand. But none will come near me. Say, I have made the Lord my refuge, even the most high my dwelling place. Therefore I declare that no evil will befall me, nor will any plague come near my dwelling. He has given his angels charge concerning me. They guard me in all my ways. They bear me up in their hands. I do not strike my foot against the stone. I am protected from all evil. I tread upon the lion and the cobra. I tread upon them. The young lion and the serpent I trample down. I love the Lord. He set me securely on high because he has revealed to me his name and I hold on to and acknowledge his name. Say, Lord, I thank you because you satisfy me with long life and I see your salvation in the land of the living. Say, Lord, I give you praise. I acknowledge you. In the midst of all calamities, I say, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is the shade at my right hand. The sun will not smite me by day. Not the moon by night. Say, so I declare it loud. I need you to say to the Lord, There is none like my God. He rides the heavens to help me. He comes through the skies in his majesty. Say, The eternal God is my dwelling place. And underneath me are his everlasting arms. He's carrying me. He's carrying me. He has driven out the enemy from before me. He has driven out bandits from before me. Kidnapped pass from before me. He said, Let destruction overtake them. But I will dwell in safety. I will tabernacle in a land of green and new wine, and the heaven over me will drop down dew. Say, my God is faithful. His name is El Shaddai. His name is El Shaddai, the almighty breasted one, who is able to nurse every single one of his children, who never lacks for resources, who never lacks for resources. With him, nothing shall be impossible. And because I believe in him, for me, nothing is impossible. Say it again, I refuse to revise any, my demands, my requirements, the things I need from him. I refuse to revise them down because of the cost of things. Rather, I dare to believe. I dare to believe. My name is Sarah. I will bear in my old age. Oh, yes, my name is Sarah. I will bear in my old age because my God is able. He's a good and faithful and able God. And most importantly, he's my, he's my loving father. He loves me. 
He loves me. He loves me. Father God, I love you. I give you all the praise. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen.